0: Hey there everyone, welcome to Push-Pull Podcast, Stories of Human Migration, Season 2. I'm David Arnsparger, AP World History teacher at James Clemens High School in Madison, Alabama, and today our guest is my favorite student, Savannah Getter. Savannah, welcome to the podcast, and you have a very interesting story about your fourth great-grandfather.
1: Thank you for having me, yes I do. Um, His name was Charles Mason, and he was from Bordeaux, France. And he moved here um, right after his, he moved to South America right after his brother, Ellie, moved to South America. And this, and um, Charles left France in 1846, I believe, and joined his brother in Rio de Janeiro, and they started a woodworking business together.
0: Okay, wow. So um, so this is 1846. So his brother left France first, went to Brazil, and he joined his brother a year or so later? Yeah. I okay. Um, you know, from our study of history, what was going on at this time in France in the 1830s and 40s?
1: So um, there was a lot of unrest in France at this time. It was right before the uh, revolution of 1848, and the potato famine had also spread to France too, so that caused a lot of bad harvests and just a lot of unrest in France. And so that made Ellie, his brother, want to move to South America for an adventure and to get money and um, so he could have like a better time, I guess.
0: Yeah, so this is very common uh, when we talk about patterns of migration, right? These push factors, things going wrong in in your country, and they, they wanted to get out. You mentioned political instability, mm-hmm. oh gosh, yeah, that goes all the way back to the original French Revolution, and then the French Revolution of 1830, and then there was another one coming mm-hmm. in 1848, um, you know, these are all push factors. Yeah, and you bring up the potato famine. You know, a lot of people don't know that the potato famine was all over Europe, not just in Ireland. Of course, it hit yeah. Ireland worse than it did other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the potato famine uh, was definitely was definitely a factor. Yeah. Um, seems to me like having a, a profession, woodworking, probably helped them out to be able to move.
1: Yeah. In fact, um, Charles, when they first heard of the gold rush, um, he actually decided to move to California. And um, he decided to go to California, not necessarily to mine for gold, but to make profit af- off the miners to like sell supplies. And in fact, he did. He opened a couple stores there, too.
0: Yeah, that, wow, what a great... Uh uh, addition to this story, so he moves to Brazil first w- it, with his brother, mm-hmm. which is a really common thing we see in migration history when one person will move ahead to a new country and then somebody yeah. will join him. Pretty typical. Then he hears the story of the, uh, the California Gold Rush of 1849, and he yep. becomes a 49er. Probably, w- probably went in 1850. Yeah. Most people went yeah, around. I think it
1: was 1850.
0: Yeah, and knowing how to do work with wood, mm-hmm. he's. Um, And the other thing we know about our study of history is that most of the people who made all the money in California, as in other gold rushes, were suppliers. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else about him coming to California that you can remember or that comes up in the story?
1: Yes. So once he moved there, um, he actually bought land with a couple of his friends. I think they were all French. Um, His friends were named Charles and Victor, I believe. And they bought... A piece of land, and they actually built a store on that land. Okay. And this was around um, 1852, I believe, and mm-hmm. it was directly west of like Sacramento and San Jose, I believe.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah. How cool is that? Uh, so obviously, we talked about the push factors but them. Mm-hmm. The pull factor is is this yeah. California Gold Rush, right? Yeah. So how cool is that?
1: Yeah, it is really cool. And then he decided, um, it was almost the end of the 50s, I believe, and he decided that it was time for him to get married. So he sent a letter to his family friends in France and asking for them to arrange a marriage for them. So um, he chose my fourth-grade grandmother, um, Madeline May, Madeline Godden at that time, and she came to California, and they married in
0: 1858. Well, that that's another interesting story of people moving, a migration, right? So he mm-hmm. wants to get married, sends a letter back home. Uh, you know, nowadays we would just pick up a phone or, or something like that, or, or call somebody. Uh, obviously they would have used uh, letters back then, and uh, do you have any idea how long it took uh, for her to get over?
1: Yeah, I think it took a couple months. I think they signed the marriage documents in June of 1848, and I think they married in December.
0: Okay, um, so she made her way over from France. Yeah, <laughs> and came across the, the, the ocean. Then she probably—I mean, I don't yet. Did she take a boat all the way to California?
1: Yes, yeah, she did. She went around the Cape like the Cape Horn of um, South America I believe
0: okay so the, yeah what a, what a cool story now I've never heard of you know one of the great things about doing this podcast is every one of these stories is unique and and most of the time they fit in the context of things but I've just never heard the story about about guys living in California and writing back to their home country and say hey find me a wife please mm-hmm. um, so yeah, gosh, what an interesting story. I don't know what it would be like to be a young a, a young person in France, a young woman in France, and say, hey, there's a guy that's in California that wants to marry you. Um, uh, she you was know, a little scared. See, I bet she was. I mean, it's not like you could go um, you know, creep on their social media or anything, right? Yeah. So um, probably no pictures either. So yeah. what a really cool story. Um, gosh, push factors, pull factors. So your fourth-grade grandmother... Um, necessarily not necessarily pushed out of France but the pull factor was mm-hmm. a marriage um, yeah. proposal
1: yeah How of cool cool. Is that?
0: yeah um, God, there's so many different parts of the story where did you get all this information
1: so my great-grandmother um, and her mom have done a lot of research on him and it's quite an interesting story and she has a lot of fun telling the story and I find the story personally really interesting too.
0: So did you know this story before you got the assignment for the podcast?
1: Yeah, I knew little bits and pieces. Okay,
0: so when you got the assignment, it was you knew exactly what you were going to do. You were yeah. going to go get some more information um, mm-hmm. and all that. Well, how, how great is that? Uh, is anything else about them? You know, they got there pretty early in California. Any, did, did, is there any other stories how long the store lasted or anything like that? It, um, yeah,
1: they did move around a little bit in California, so when they first got married, they went back to um, the land that he bought, um, and they lived there for a little while. They had seven kids, they had six girls and one boy, Ooh, okay. Yeah, and then they moved to Columbia after the gold mining used to like, um, when like, it started to calm down a little bit. and. After a little while, they decided to move, and so they moved to Lone Pine, California, which is kind of up in the mountains, mm-hmm. over by Yosemite, I think, Okay. and they lived there for the rest of the, the time.
0: Yeah, wow. Um, super cool story, and a, and a great family story. It seems to me like you're going to pass this story on to your kids one day.
1: Yes, it's a very exciting and interesting story. Yeah, and,
0: and, it, and it fits uh, It fits so many different uh, things. In, and new things too. The the whole marriage thing is is new to me. So what an interesting story there. Well, Samantha, thank you very much for being with us on the podcast. Anything else that you could think of to add before we?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.